Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Win Life Podcast here with Awild Rivera. I'm super excited for this inaugural edition of the Winner's Circle because I have the one and only DJ Townsell here with me. You guys may know him out there as Dade to Shelby on Instagram. Now, this gentleman is not only you know, famous on social media, but his story is phenomenal. So four-year starter at Murray State, went to the NFL, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, played other teams in the league, then was in the AFL, CFL, decided after he left that not to just continue with the football or become an announcer or stay in that world, but instead to take all of that and help other people by becoming a health coach. Then in 2012, he came across yoga and started to dive into it on his own, becoming one of the most sought after personal trainers, yoga instructors, and one of the most inspirational men of color in yoga, pretty much this side of the Atlantic. Um, and on the other side of the pond, from what I hear as well. So, you know, this introduction, I don't even think can do it all justice. But without further ado, here we have DJ. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. I think you overdid it with the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I was just saying the truth. I didn't make any of that up. <laughs> you know, that's just all facts. I was um, listening to that like, oh, she's, she's throwing it on heavy right now. <laughs> well, this is, people need to know there may be a chance that there's someone out there listening that doesn't know your story that you know maybe they just see you on ig and they're like oh that's cool but they don't know that you really aren't just out here doing funny shapes on instagram and had a past (laughs) in the nfl but you know as you stated on your site and i love how it's written it says that you found your passion is helping others realize their physical and mental potential through personal training now how did you how did you come to that um, well, it was more so me trying to, I guess, find a, or keep, keep something going where I can make money and work out. Cause I was still kind of in the football life. So I was working at a gym and I would just, I was actually a, a membership counselor at 24 hour fitness, just, you know, getting a free membership and making some extra money. And while I'd be walking around the gym, people would be working out and I'd say, hey, you know, try this workout. And it'd be stuff that I did in college or high school or in the NFL. And people fell in love with it. So the the general manager of the gym was like, hey, you would be a great personal trainer. I wasn't thinking about being a personal trainer. I was just trying to, you know, kill time, make money and continue working out so I can get back to football. But then, you know, I started working on you know, my certification and fell in love with it. So I was just, you know, it just kind of fell in my lap, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it sounds like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you were just being DJ, living yeah. your life, being just being helpful to people, you know, and that turned into something that you were like, huh, I didn't realize I could actually probably get paid doing this. Yeah, <laughs> that was just pretty much it, like me working out meeting people, networking with people, talking to people, and them working out with me sometimes. Me throwing boot camps at the gym when, you know, I felt like it. And 
Yeah, it just turned into my new profession. Yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, and so from that, you know, people might say, well, okay, that might make sense. You know, mm-hmm. you go from NFL to personal training. Cool. When, I mean, and it's, we talked a little bit about you kind of coming across yoga on IG, but what what was it about yoga that caused you to be like, hmm, I'm going to try it, and now I'm going to do my 200 hour? Well, trying it was me still playing football. And at this point, I was playing arena football. So if you've ever seen arena football, very close quarters, not as big as an actual football field. Mm -hmm. So you're indoors, you're inside these walls that are on the field, and you're getting knocked around, running into walls, hitting this hard-ass turf. Can I cuss on this? Yes, you can. can. I'll I'll put a little note for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're slamming into this hard-ass astro turf. So it's not even like the bouncy turf. It's the one that sucks. And doing all of that, I was like, hey, I need something that can help prevent injuries because I've seen so many guys that I played with that I played against, you know, get hit with these horrible injuries, you know, maybe some not as bad, but still they they linger after a while. And if you're not getting the proper treatment or you're not taking care of yourself, then that shit gets, you know, kind of, you know, strenuous after a while. Like I've seen guys who you know, retire from the league. And by the time they're 50, they're walking like they're 80. And I was like, I never, that's what I don't want to end up like. So I started doing yoga. I was, I saw some people doing yoga. Actually it was, um, uh, Laura Sakura. She's a very dope, uh, Instagram yogi and yoga instructor, but I saw her doing stuff and I was like, damn, that's kind of, that's kind of dope. I want to try that. So I started watching YouTube videos in my living room doing 20 minutes a day and going from there i mean there's so much that you just said that i think is important for the listeners to tap into because Mm -hmm. you know the whole point of this interview right is to Mm -hmm. show people how someone like yourself who had a whole different profession and that profession you know you that chapter was done you were able to step away from that which is you know historically very hard and people know that right yeah absolutely step away from that and find a new passion and a new um sense of not purpose in in terms of like why you exist but in terms of intention a new intention behind your activity that was not just self-preservation but Mm -hmm. also came from that authentic place and through that seeing how that journey paralleled with other people's and then on top of that you you know you're able to admit like yo i didn't come out the gate and was doing handstands you know no, some people not. might look at your look at your ig and be like well he's so strong he was in the nfl like of course he could do that or do that you know and the fact that you said listen i was doing 20 minutes a day in my living room that's so powerful because whatever it is that you're coming across as your passion audience listening whether it's writing or art or developing a business, if you just put a little bit of time per day in that direction to developing that, Mm -hmm. look what can come of it. And to even piggyback on that, don't think that the first thing you do in your life is your passion because now that I look back, like, you know, um, hindsight is 2020, I look back and I really, I realized that football wasn't my passion. It was just something I was very good at. Like I was thrown into sports when I was six because I was very athletic. And I didn't start playing football until high school where my coach was like, he saw me playing basketball and was like, yo, you would be a great wide receiver. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. Let me just do, you know, do something. 
do something active. So all of that came in, you know, turned into a four-year scholarship, turned into me getting signed to the NFL. And it wasn't until after I got into the NFL and started, you know, living this life that I was like, this isn't what I love to do. It's just something I'm very good at. It wasn't until I actually started doing yoga and started personal training that I was like, this is what I actually love to do. I love seeing, I know what my body's capable of. I want other people to realize what their body's capable of because a lot of people don't ever see that in their life. They never know that they can do this crazy yoga pose or they don't know that they can squat 200 pounds in their life. And, you know, that's, you know, it's to some people it's very um, mundane, but some people, they, you know, their bodies deteriorate pretty quickly. So, in their minds as well. So that's something that you can see, like you can see the full potential of your body and mind before you leave this planet. Yeah. So that's I just powerful. love being the person to help do that. Ooh, I mean, you just literally, I, just, I have goosebumps. And, <laughs> and the reason why is because I hope that the people listening really keyed into what you're saying. This is a man that was in the NFL. So many people have that dream and they're like, Oh my God, if I just get in and you had the wherewithal to say like, Yo, I'm doing this, but it, I ended up there just because I was good at it. Yeah. And you had to come to that realization. I think many people, whatever their profession is, if Doc, you mean I was supposed to be a lawyer. I graduated from law school, yeah. you know, and I realized that wasn't what was going to make me happy. And I think it's so powerful for people to hear that from different people in different professions that are kind of like held to these high esteem, you know, yeah. so they can see like every person is on their journey and you can never think like, Oh, well they're, they're there. You know, that's definitely they're They're doing their passion because you yeah, never know, you know, the sad, and, part, the sad part is that, you know, now, I mean, it's been that, like that for a while, but we attach a paycheck to our passion. So we think that our passion has to be a very well-paying job. So a lot of the times, you know, guys that want to play football, they, it's either because they've been inspired by a sport that they've been watching all their lives, or they think that their life is going to just, you know, change in this drastic way. And, you know, the money was good. Don't get me wrong, but that didn't make my life any, it didn't bring any happiness to my life. It brought comfort, but it didn't bring happiness. So now I'm not making nearly as much as I would on a football field, but I'm actually happy doing what I love. So okay. that's one thing I would say about passion. Don't think that passion is, you know, attached, you know, comes with a paycheck because a lot of the times the stuff that you want to do so badly or something that actually makes you happy and brings some kind of fulfillment into your life doesn't have a paycheck. I was doing my first time really personal training. I wasn't getting paid much. My first time teaching somebody yoga, I wasn't getting paid much. So, I mean, it turns into something that can become lucrative as you put more of your yourself into it. But don't think that you're going to, if you do have a passion for teaching yoga, don't think that it's going to be, you know, some very well-paying job because a lot of people still, I still teach free classes. If I see somebody who really needs to do yoga, I'd be like, yo, come, come stretch me. Come, come stretch with me for 20 minutes. And I don't ask for, you know, Hey, it's going to be this amount of money. Like, no, I'm doing this because you need this. Mm, that's a, and that's a perfect segue to my next part of this interview which is once you found your passion and purpose and it mm -hmm. sounds like you came through it to it excuse me through just naturally wanting to help others mm -hmm. you know and as you just mentioned when you're living in that it's not always about the money sometimes you're just seeing someone that needs it and and, and you know offering that but you mm -hmm. know at the end of the day right some people listening they're gonna be like well okay 
that's cool but how 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 is the process been for you right Mm -hmm. of turning that into your profession and what are maybe some tips for the person out there that is walking this walk of stepping away from a previous career or a profession that everyone thought they should do and maybe they were good at and pivoting in this way and taking a risk. What what would be some advice that you would give them or what has the process been like for you? Um, my process started from me just simply showing what I love to do. So me showing that yoga is something that I've you know, not discovered, but something that discovered me. And it's something that I love to do. It's something that brings me peace of mind. It's something that helps me understand what my body is actually capable of. I know how fast I can run now. Can I control my body in a way that I've never been able to before? And it was just showing that on social media. It's crazy. Like this day and age, you can actually build a career off social media, but it's also a blessing. But I was showing my practice online and you know, people started to see and, you know, get in, I get inspired by it. And once I started my YTT, I'm the type of person that if I want to do something, I don't sit and wait for it to happen to me. I, I just jump and do it. So literally not even halfway through my yoga teacher training, I held my first workshop. I was like, all right, I have these people following me. They're inspired by what I do. Let me just host a, a yoga workshop and see what it can, what can stem from it. And now it's become, you know, sponsorships online and workshops around the country and retreats around the world. So, like I said, it's and going back to me saying, like, just showing that you you're passionate about it, not showing that you're doing it for money, because, you know, people can pick up on that very easily. They can you know, we we use the word vibes. People can pick up on your vibes very quickly. So if you don't seem authentic in what you do and it doesn't seem like you really like doing this, it's just an opportunity for you, they'll pick up on that. And it'll definitely show while you're teaching. Yeah. So if you are actually passionate about it, you can turn anything you do. If you like drawing on napkins, you can turn that into a profession somehow. Yeah, I if mean... you show that you're really passionate about it. That is... that. I hope that everyone... So many jewels, really, that you're sharing, <laughs> because it's really about how you show up. And one of my mentors, Todd Herman, who's all about high performance... He talks about how are you showing up on the field of play? Whether that field of play is your business, that field of play is, you know, your yoga practice, like you're just doing yoga for yourself or you're yeah. using it as a profession, you know. And I, I just hope that everyone hears how a lot of what you're saying can be applied universally. It's not just about yoga. Sure, yoga is is the way that came to you, right? Mm-hmm that is speaking to you and how you're reaching people, but it could be blacksmithing, you know, it could be whatever, yeah, anything. As, as long as that person is showing up and they're committed. And I, what I'm hearing is almost like a, you were just so committed and disciplined to following right. through with this practice and developing yourself and seeing really, and ultimately how you could be a resource to other people, you right. know, that line on your website, helping others realize their physical and mental potential through personal training, you know, through your story, I'm hearing it's not just, it's not just lip service. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you really believe that you really practice that. Yeah. So anybody can, anybody can, can give lip service. It's when you show up, what are you going to provide? Or what do you bring into the table? So if passion is that thing, or if consistency is that thing, it'll show and it'll, you know, it'll bear fruit. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, 
I've went to uh, one of DJ's workshops, okay? And this, <laughs> ma- this man is not playing around. Now, he and he knows what he's doing out there. It's, he's, he is, let me tell you, if you have an opportunity to check him out on his tour this year, please do so. Um, he is doing a lot of awesome things. So that brings me to my next point, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, okay, you're using it. In terms of you've given some advice to people about your process. Now, what is your biggest vision for helping others in your, you know, through your journey? And I, I bring this up because on your site and when, you know, when we met, you talked a little bit about the yoga philosophy. And I think mm-hmm. it's so important to kind of highlight this because a lot of times that gets lost in the sauce when we're mm-hmm. looking at the pretty pictures of the bendy backs and the handstands and the, you know, old, you know, because I mean, you have some pretty dope photos, you know, someone <laughs> could very easily be like, yo, he's doing what on a rock? Where in the world? What? You know, but they don't see that it's actually a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. That you're incorporating. And that's part of how you're helping to empower people. So if you yeah. can share a little bit about that, I think that would be really awesome. Well, I mean, the, um, I guess you could say my dharma, my purpose with yoga, it, it evolves all the time. So when I first started, I was doing it, you know, to deepen my practice and then share with others and teach others. Um, As I was going through YTT, I said, Hey, I want to, I want my focus to be on athletes, like teaching athletes, the, the, not just the way of yoga, but just showing them how they can take care of their bodies and their minds. Cause you know, we go through. I think people see the the check that play that especially NFL players and NBA players stuff like that. They see the checks attached to that profession and think like, oh, their life is just so easy. It's like no, there's literally hours and days and months and weeks and weeks and months and years that you have to practice, train, you know, learn playbooks and you know go through all this mental and physical you know beating to earn this check. So it's not easy. So my first focus was like, okay, I'm going to try, I want to teach uh, yoga to athletes. And then as I start to go along and, you know, actually get my, you know, start to dip my toe in and start teaching, I realized that it wasn't a lot of athletes coming to my classes, but, you know, the everyday working person that wants to learn this because, you know, just like athletes go through so much, just everyday people go through so much with, you know, trying to keep up with bills, keep up with family and friends and have a social life and not go crazy, you know, through a work day. So just showing people that there is a way that you can find stillness every day, whether you just sit and breathe for a moment or you actually do a physical practice or you just chant to yourself or, you know, whatever it is. So that has been my passion. I mean, that's been my purpose now is just showing everybody that this lifestyle is very attainable. It's not some, you know, very, some overly mystic, you know, far off place that you can never get to. Like, no, you can literally do yoga at your desk while you're working. If you just want to stop and take a breath for a moment. And also like just going a little deeper, my, my passion has been to spread yoga to the black community because that in, especially in this country, that has been, um, the community that needs healing the most with everything that we've been through are still going through and with what's going on in our, you know, in the, in DC and all that BS, mm-hmm. you know, we'll continue to go through for a little while longer, if not, you know, but just showing that, you know, there is healing for you and it doesn't have to be through any 
you know, uh, unhealthy vices to, to find that healing. You can find healing just sitting where you are or going to a yoga class and showing them that people that look like, look like us actually practice yoga. It's not, you know, skinny white women in California, like has, like it has been portrayed through, you know, media and the, in the fitness industry for all these years, mm-hmm. but people that look like us, it started with us. No, that's one of the main things. That's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on mm-hmm. is because, you know, some people may say, well, she's a yoga person. So she wants to have on another yoga person, but no, it's so many layers, you know, not only yeah. do you come from a profession that has a lot of sort of macho stigma, right. Mm-hmm. But as a man of color, taking this seat, of being a public figure portraying this self-care and this ancient practice and Mm -hmm. then allowing other men of color to kind of see that and be empowered by that and i mean we know the ladies love you so they all want to (laughs) come and check you know try it and do the down dog and everything and honestly you know so i've had many conversations about this with other yogis of color and I don't, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a conversation we're not having enough and there's a lot of stigmas around yoga. So a person yeah. like yourself who says, listen, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm not doing this for the girls. I'm mm-hmm. doing this for myself. It's about how I choose to live my life, finding peace, finding grace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't believe in Christian God. It's not a religion. It is simply a practice. I think it is so powerful and I hope that, you know, any men of color, any women of color out there listening, any people in general who have stigmatized yoga as something that is for, because I'm guilty of it. And anyone that's heard any interviews I've done knows that I, you know, when I went to boarding school, I thought it was just wealthy, lazy white women who were not athletic. Yeah. And I'm boy, could I have been, I could have been more (laughs) wrong. Okay. Um, and I just, but yeah, that's that's something that I make sure I talk about all the time, whether it's in classes on my podcast or uh, just to people every day. Just they all the stigmas that people attach with yoga, like oh, there's only certain type of people that do yoga. No, there isn't. Oh, you know, yoga's praying to Hindu uh, deities. No, they aren't. Um, what else? Oh, only you know, white women or or gay guys practice yoga. No, they don't. Like I, <laughs> like, I want everybody. to be, and and what I do on Instagram is I show that all of these, all of these uh, things that you've attached with yoga, I'm literally breaking all those stereotypes just by showing you my practice. I'm not a gay man practicing yoga. I'm not a skinny white woman practicing yoga. I am not praying to any god whatsoever. I'm, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in organized organized religion. I believe in spirituality. If w- whatever god or a higher power that you pray to or that you believe in yoga is connecting you to that it's not connecting you to any name or any religion or any book or any scripture it's connecting you to the universe to your god to allah whatever it may be to other people to the planet whatever you want to put that higher power into that's what you're connecting to with yoga Mm, what a powerful message so that's a, a again another great segue you you clearly have experience doing these podcasts, um, which <laughs> which uh, we'll talk about in a second. Um, so that brings me to like, what is your like? If you had a message right now, mm-hmm. just for the person out there listening who's feeling, I'm sure, very inspired after hearing your journey and how you came to your passion and purpose and how you're using that to help people. What would be your message for someone if they don't remember anything else from today about? 
you know, really taking that leap towards, you know, winning life, you know, and living in their authentic truth and following that, what would be your mm-hmm. advice? Um, one thing I always say, and I usually say it at the end of my classes, but I always, I always mention light. So especially like with a uh, wrinkle in time coming out, they talk about light and, and all that energy and all that stuff. So one thing I always say is um, whether you are the source of it or the mirror that reflects it, be the light. Mm, that is... So people always, we always wait for somebody else to, to, to change something. We always wait for somebody to, to say something before we piggyback and say, Oh yeah, that's what, you know, that's right. That's right. Like, no, don't wait on somebody else. Be the source or, or you can be the one that reflects it. If you see something going on and somebody says something that speaks out on it and you go after them and say, it, that's fine. If you're the first person that says it, that's fine too. Like just be the light. Like it's so much shit that we're going through in this world, in this country, in our communities, in our minds. Like we wait for somebody else to, to help us or wait for somebody else to be the one to impact change. Like, no, you start it Mm. even if you find somebody along the way who's doing the same thing you're doing if y'all join together and spark bigger change that's perfect but start with you yes so always remember like yeah and the other thing i say is um to go along with that we can't help anybody until we help ourselves so i always say it i say that in my class and i say um i always tell people my my final message in class is uh thank yourself for for taking a moment to be selfish that's one word that we don't like to hear is being is somebody being selfish but you have to be selfish to be able to to be selfless yes that is so true. even if you take a few minutes of your day do some yoga eat a, a balanced meal um pray if you're a religious person um listen meditate, to dj's breathe. podcast as above, so below, or my podcast you know so yeah, even if you do that, take a moment uh, uh, to be selfish and to take care of your body and your mind and your spirit. Um, and I always say uh, a few moments of selfishness turn to a lifetime of selflessness. Ooh, so many. Be the light. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, a few moments of selfishness can turn into a lifetime of selflessness. Exactly. So many quotes here. And for those of you that are going to leave here and want to connect with DJ, you can find him on Instagram at Dade2Shelby online at www.dade2shelby.net on air on his podcast As Above So Below with the fantastic Ty Simpson Mm -hmm. who will also be a guest in the coming shows on this show. When she gets back from vacation. uh You can (laughs) see him on tour this year Mm -hmm. all over the country with Ty doing shows and we may be collaborating on a little bit of a giveaway so please make sure you get out there and follow his IG to keep your eyes peeled to that. He's also a part of Moving Art Experience. Can you talk a little bit about that? So Moving Art, and actually I want to connect you with uh, the creator, Rome. He's the one who put it all together. But he started he started Moving Art um, three years ago. It was something that he wanted to do to, to kind of be a substitute for people, because he's from Atlanta. So he wanted to be a substitute for people going to the club to, <laughs> to you know, let go. So that's the first thing, you know, Friday night, people want to go to the club and, you know, drink and smoke and chill and whatever, listen to music. That's all well and good if that's what you want to do. But, you know, sometimes that turns bad if you do too much of it. (laughs) So so what he did was he created an experience. That's why he calls it the moving art experience. He created an experience that uh, we kind of we kind of coined it as like um, uh, an art gallery mixed with the club scene. 
Okay. Okay. And so we get we get body painted by um by artists like local artists. We bring artists in to to body paint us, and then the the actual murals. We wear the murals. We do yoga to you know certain songs, or we'll display our practice. And you know they sell art, and they have um like vegan vendors and all kind of black owned companies that come in and and show their work and and sell it and stuff like that so it's just a dope experience altogether. if you've never been there um the next show is april 21st in um in atlanta and you can check out their instagram moving art experience but yeah it's just a, a amazing experience i'm glad to be a part of this i've been you know a part of this movement since day one and i'm just blessed to say that i've been a part of it Cool. Well, it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure just to spend a little bit of time talking with you about your passion and your purpose and how you're really using that to be the light and reflect light. You're living your own truth and you're showing people how to do it. You're not just telling them. So thank you so much again for being on the show. And it has been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you having me so much.